You are listening to Stuart Pink. Stuart Pink. Stuart Pink. Stuart Pink. Often Stuart Pink. On the Strictly Speaking Podcast. Yes, indeed you are. And I'm delighted to welcome onto the show a writer, director of a brand new show coming to the Palace Theatre. Very excited. Ryan Simmons. Hello. Hello. Nice to meet you. You too. How are you? I'm very good, and I'm all the better for seeing uh, some of the film memorabilia you've got back there. Very <laughs> oh, definitely. You can guess which particular sci-fi genre I'm enjoying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't see behind you. I can see that we've got a, we've got a poster, which is very professional. I'm liking that, but I'm guessing. Uh, do you also have film memorabilia hidden around around the house? And I, I do. It tends to be hidden away because. Um, I'm really, I love horror. And so I've got lots of things <laughs> from The Shining and Nightmare on Elm Street. And because I've got kids, I, I thought maybe it's not to traumatise them too early. So I hid some of it. But yeah. they're, getting, they're getting older now, so I could get it back out and I could put my Freddy mask back on display. <laughs> I'm just imagining there's this one cupboard they're not allowed in, and one day they're going to open that door and go, oh, my God, what's in there? He's a serial killer. <laughs> did you know this? Did you know he did this for a living? How long did you know, Mum? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that sounds less like, a, less like a horror, more like a comedy, I have to say. Um, <laughs> great to have a chat with you. Thanks for joining us. Um, I know we're going to talk all about the, the new show that's uh, that's descending upon the Panosphere very soon, which I'm excited about. Yeah. Um, but you've been you've been a writer for for a long time. Yes, I've, I've been a writer um, well over ten years. I started as an actor, so I left drama school. I did the usual routine of going out and um, auditioning for anything and everything, and got adverts and got some television did a little bit of eastenders a little bit of emmerdale did a lot of theater um and as i just mentioned as i once I started a family i thought i need to be at home more um so i started going behind the camera directing writing uh went and did a, a course with whole truck theater company as a as a writer and it just caught on from there really i just i just love it and so more and more that's what i spend my time doing is is writing oh wow so i had no idea you were in you're in uh tv soaps and stuff as well what's the uh the most rock and roll thing you've ever seen backstage um on on set somewhere the the, the most rock and roll thing i think i've ever seen is a just probably Pat Butcher waiting to to go on. It's just not rock and roll at all. When you get back to <laughs> you know something like EastEnders, it's it, in some ways it's it's like a factory. You know, people are waiting to do their bit. They go on, they do their thing, and then they sit and they wait again. So it's not it's not all the big showbiz <laughs> elements that people think it's going to be. It's actually quite. <laughs> I find filming in television, it's quite mundane. I think theatre is is a lot more sparky. I've seen lots and lots of things go on in theatres that are great fun and shocking and weird and all sorts of stuff. But the theatres yeah. I find is more immediate. You know, people tend to 
as soon as you turn up, you get started, you're acting. There's less lighting around in there. It always seems like off camera. Um, I've only had the pleasure of being an extra in one film. And it was a, I think I spent probably about five hours waiting and about five minutes in the, in the yeah, scene. That, I say that's exactly right. You would spend hours sitting around in a trailer and often I'd go on and I'd maybe have, you know, like four or five lines and you, you go over these four or five lines over and over again. And then you, you've done them for six hours and then suddenly you're, you're on screen and the camera's recording and it's like five minutes and it's right. Thanks a lot. Can I do it again? Can I do it again? No, you can't. (laughs) We're busy. So it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's strange. For me, theatre is a lot more immediate, a lot more fun. Absolutely. So is that, that why you've uh, chosen to write more theatre? Is that, is is it the, 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 by you get to re- interact with the cast and, and be a part of it. Yeah, I, it, it's strange because I just kind of follow the path and I just go where life takes me. And um, like I said, I was doing all the the, the stage plays um, and that was quite a while ago. And then there was this big break where I got into low-budget horror. So I became a low-budget horror filmmaker. Um, and so I, I wrote them, I directed them, we took them to to Cannes, to the marketplace at Cannes. We sold these low budget horrors, um, and we got the book. And I just yeah. got into horror more and more. And meanwhile, Alex, who's the producer of the play and also plays Herbert uh, within Shock Horror, he was really into horror theatre, and he came to me and he said, "Look, I've got this crazy idea for this." for this show, for this horror show. And I want to weave together multimedia horror films with horror stage. And he said, you've written horror films. Could you do this for me? Oh, wow. And yeah. So I, I said yes. And then I tried to resign because I said, this is too hard. It's really <laughs> difficult. He wouldn't let me resign. And he said, no, 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 have another go. Um, and that's when we found it it's really on that that second revision when suddenly it popped that we went oh we found the character and we found the perfect place for him which was in this cinema that is haunted for him and so once we got those two things together it it just had a life of its own and and that's fighting full stop you know sometimes You're going round in circles for ages, trying to find it. And then suddenly it just clicks and you can do it. Like you might've been waiting six months trying to find the right idea. You get the right idea and it's a couple of weeks later, you've got your script. It's sparks flying and everything while it's all going down. Yeah, (laughs) it was great. Once, once we found what it was, it was really it just had a life of its own and it's gone from there really it's it's just it's grown more and more it did actually go on tour last year but it was quite a small studio tour and then this year trafalgar entertainment um they spotted the play and they said look we we want we think there's a much bigger audience for this and we want to scale it up um 
so it meant we could go back into production, bigger scares, more illusions, really achieve what we wanted to achieve the first time round. Yeah, with a bit more yeah, budget and a we, bit more resource. Yeah, exactly. We've got the budget, we've got the set designers, we've got this award-winning team that came together to to produce this. And it was, it was just brilliant. It was just so, so satisfying to see it being put on the way that we wanted to do it originally. So it, it was amazing, you know, to just take it through rehearsal and see it on the stage. It, it's great. Fantastic. So it's kind of in its its second uh, second generation, really, having been on the this is the Yeah, it's like, as we say in filmmaking, this is the reboot. So we've, <laughs> we're back and we, we've just got the resources to do what we wanted to do originally. So the set designer, Ethan Cheek, he created this disused cinema um, and it's almost like the audience are in the auditorium at the cinema and Herbert, our main character, is in front of the big screen. And as soon as you you sit down and you see the set and there's this haze that's drifting over it, yes. straight away, it feels spooky. Ooh. It feels like you just wouldn't want to be in that building at night. So it, it, it's great. <laughs> so atmospheric from the start which is which is brilliant awesome so we're talking of course about shock horror which is a show is coming to the palace theater uh seventh and the eighth of november and um I've, I've seen a couple of shows at the palace theater particularly remember seeing woman in black there it is a great place to see a scary show um what can you tell us about shock horror without giving away too much and um what what's the sort of setup and the concept of the show so shock horror is about a horror fanatic who revisits his childhood cinema that he grew up in. And he goes there to, to deal with the demons of his past. But he, he wakes a lot of ghosts from the dead that come back to haunt him. Ooh. That's as much as I could say without giving away too much. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm desperately trying to think, don't give away the ending. Um <laughs> So yes, it's it's Herbert is a horror fanatic and he's obsessed with eighties horror cinema, and there's lots of references to the classic horror movies that most of us would know and love. Um, and even if you don't know those those films, you can enjoy it in its own right. You know, you don't have to know any of the references; it's still as entertaining. But there's lots of nods in there to Psycho, The Shining, Nightmare on Elm Street, Poltergeist. There's lots and lots. It's a lot of horrors that have influenced us. And when you mentioned Woman in Black, that's really the two, the two things that came together. It's Woman in Black and almost like Stranger Things. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, and, that, and that's really what shock horror is. Amazing stuff. Uh, so this is kind of like you mentioned it being a bit of a blend really between like sort of film and and show. Um, what was it like to kind of uh, I know you've already talked about trying to get the ideas together and, and get that get that down and what that seemed like. What was it like to work on that as a as a film fan and as someone who's got this cupboard full of all these relics? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it 
that that was the most challenging thing is how you bring in horror cinema into a theater space um because it's first and foremost it's a horror show you know and it is a stage show and and we wanted that handover from stage to screen to be as fluid as possible so that you don't feel a break in between it and, and that was the hardest thing is trying to find the technique and the devices to say we don't want the screen to just be a pretty backdrop it is a character within the show yeah yeah and so that that was the challenge of how we got those two elements to really feel like they were one and and there's nothing between them and that's what we've achieved is is that sense of you forget that it is a screen it just starts to feel part of the action and we use the screen as a memory space as well so it enables us to to jump back to his childhood and when we go back to his childhood you really get that sense of what it's like to be a kid in the dark growing up in a cinema that is dedicated to horror because herbert's herbert's dad is a horror obsessive and the only films he will play in the cinema are horror films so those horror films mm-hmm. influence everything that herbert does as a young lad he's watching these films when he shouldn't be and they're influencing all of his decisions and everything that he does later which again i can't say too much about <laughs> but it it goes to a dark place really for herbert it sounds fantastic uh, so this is really definitely a show you've got to see if you are a horror fan if you remember all these sort of films and you went to see these particularly as a kid uh, then go along um but if you haven't seen those films and you're not a huge fan of the horror film genre um you can still go and you still pick up on all the all the spookiness and all the, the greatness of the story yeah, that's that's what works about it, is that even if you don't, if you're not a horror fan or a horror film fan, you can sit and enjoy it just the same as you would Woman in Black, because at the heart of it, there's a character about a, a young a young lad who was mistreated by his parents. And it, it takes you to a place where you question whether it is nature or nurture that has had the biggest influence on him. So it doesn't matter if you haven't seen any of those films. It's just as enjoyable. And I know because my mum's seen it. And she doesn't like horror f- films. And so she, she still <laughs> said, oh, well, yeah, I like that. I like that actor at the front. And it's like, yeah, OK, mum. So it's it works on both on both fronts, really, which is great. Excellent. And it got a positive review from your mum. That's like the scariest um, critic out there, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, that's all you need. As long as your mum likes it, it doesn't matter, does it? I mean, it was a bonus that we got four and five star reviews from everyone. That was like a bonus. But the main thing was, mum, did you like it? That's all that mattered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the five star reviews are the five star reviews. Yeah. Mum is hard to please. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So it has been on tour already. It's at the Palace Theatre on the 7th and 8th of November with the Thunder Road Theatre Company. Um, Shock Horror, is it continuing the tour? Yes, it continues up until, I believe it's the 18th. Where do we go? We go 
to the Beck Theatre, Hayes, London, which is 13th to the 15th. And then it finishes the Crew Lyceum um, at 16th to the 18th. Uh, so, yeah, it finishes on the 18th of November, but it it's going out again next year. But there will be quite a wait because it is it's a really fun Halloween play. So it's that time of year, which is yes. it's now. It's when you want to see it. Spooky it season. Yes, absolutely. And I gotta tell you, I think seeing a palace theatre is a great place to see it because it's got that kind of that kind of eerie. I have been there when there hasn't been a show on at night, and it's not the kind of place you want to hang around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm. I've I've played there and backstage <laughs> there's a lot of atmosphere. There's a lot of atmosphere when you're back there thinking, right, ooh, you can just get that chill down your spine when you turn certain <laughs> corners. So it's a great venue for it. Really good. Definitely. Um, so we haven't talked about the cast. You mentioned the the, the screen obviously being a, a character in the show itself. Um but who who else have we got involved in the in the show? So we've got Alex Moran. Um Alex is you know, he was in Warhorse um oh, wow. with the National. Yeah, we got uh Chris Blackwood, who's played no end of um he's he's done a lot of theatre operas, touring up and down, quite a classical actor. Uh and he does a, a great priest. We've got uh Joe Price, we've we've got Lots of different faces within the the cast, so it's yeah, it's a really good, strong cast. Fantastic to hear, and um, obviously some some scary places to to hang out backstage when you're doing a a scary theatre show, um, a mm. horror show. Um, is is there ever a moment backstage where weird stuff happens? What's the most paranormal thing you've seen on the tour so far? You know what on on the on the tour, it's. I mean, again, I've got to be really careful here. But let's just say that when you are, because I was directing it, and so there was some times when I'm backstage, um, and I've just, I've, I've, I've gone backstage just to make sure that everything is working as it should be with some of the effects, some of the illusions, uh, and obviously the darkness is our friend. So we have a, a character in the in the show that's called the Darkness, but we actually use a lot of um, black art, which is where we're just using darkness as a as a way to enhance some of the scares. And so it really is pitch black when you're behind the set, and that is terrifying because now and again. <laughs> You just hear something creeping through the darkness. Now, at some point, that thing lands on stage. But when you're backstage, you think, okay, is this what I think it is? Or is this something else? (laughs) When it's crawling towards you on all fours, you're just thinking, what is that? It is terrifying. (laughs) So it's... um, (laughs) It feels a little bit better in the auditorium because you're next to people, but it still has the same effect. Yeah. What is that? So it's, yeah. (laughs) We've had some really good scares. We've had, yeah, we've had people just, we had somebody who's got a a phobia of puppets 
So we wow. use a ventriloquist dummy um, at a certain point in the show. And <laughs> we, had, we had somebody who just couldn't take it. And so she just suddenly got up and just started saying to people, excuse me, excuse me, I've got to go. I can't, I, I just can't watch that. I can't. <laughs> the puppet's too much. The puppet's yeah, too she much. Yeah, she was terrified and her husband was devastated. He was like really embarrassed. <laughs> Went out, the usher was saying to her, you know, are you okay? She just said, I just, I've got such a phobia about those things. She, I just, I just could not, I couldn't do it. So it was great. You know, I felt really bad for her. But at the same time, I was kind of really satisfied that she was that scared. That she just went, no, I'm out of here. I just yeah. cannot. You've done so, your job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's something really satisfying about being sat at the back and watching the audience. And there's certain parts of the show where you can guarantee that it's like, some. you can just see the audience suddenly all as one go, oh, you know, and it's, it, and when that happens, it's just really satisfying to see everyone react as one with a jump scare. It's great fun. Amazing. So nice. That, are, are you able to sort of see a lot of the uh, the shows from from behind? Be able to see the reaction of the of the audience as it's going on. Yeah, yeah. I've 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 managed to start get towards the back of the auditorium now and just watching watching the audience and. We're at that point where we can enjoy it now. You know, at the, at the start of any show, it's always a tense moment because you don't want the audience to to see, but there's so much technical elements that you've got to bring together. Yeah, so it yeah. looks effortless. And any moment just wants to look effortless. You don't want to think about the lights or the sound. You just want to be immersed in the story. Um, but obviously it's the job of a director to see, you know, when, if there is something technically that needs work, you've got to go back in and do it. And that really, that first week of any performance, that's what you're doing. So we're a few weeks in now and I can actually sit back as an audience member and just enjoy it. And it, and it's great. It's great to see the audience react. It's, it's great to see, the play and it's great to see how it draws people in it really it's not just a play that is a, just got jump scares attached to it. it it's a play that is centered around a character that, that you just can't help but start to feel for and you just start to you, you're fighting for this character, just thinking, "Oh, please, somebody help him! Somebody get him out of there!" Yeah, and that's what's great about the show—is it does draw you in. That's great. I mean, that's that's the kind of crux of any good story, isn't it? To have a uh, a character that you can relate to, and you, you're sort of rooting for through throughout. Um, yeah, it yeah, sounds and, fantastic. Yeah, great. Thank you. It's it's going down really well. It's selling really well. In Southend, I mean, I did a horror festival, uh, Horror on Sea. Oh, yes. Cool. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I did that festival uh, down in Southend a few years ago. And it was great, great fun and such a great horror community down there that it's it, it's selling really well. So it's brilliant. It's going to be a, a, a couple of really good shows in there. We can't wait. 
amazing. Can't wait to welcome you there and see the show myself. Uh, so the 7th and the 8th of November, there are still some tickets available. So get there quick uh, before they go. Um, otherwise, you've got a long wait till this time next year. And, and you know, it was, it, yeah. you'll, you'll be having nightmares about the fact you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, thanks so much for joining us and chatting to us about the show. It sounds awesome. Can't wait to see it. What have you got planned for the rest of this year after, after the tour? So at the end of this, we go into Christmas show season. So yeah. I'm um, yeah, just writing and co-directing uh, a show that's more of a, a musical review with some Christmas songs. So I'm going from one to the other. I'm going from <laughs> horror scares to happy, fluffy Christmas Um <laughs> So that's that's the way the end of my year is looking at the moment. See if you can blend any of the horror into the Christmas. That could be an interesting. I, I, um, I always <laughs> like to. I think I think that's what we need is a few scares at Christmas. But <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Ryan. Good luck with the show. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you down at Palace Theatre on the seventh and the eighth of November. That's great. Thanks for having me. This podcast was brought to you by Southend City Radio. For more great podcasts and radio like this, visit southendcityradio.uk.